2: I'm. 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 Fin- uh, listen. I'm going to give this to you. Huh. Mm. Thank you. Now happy. I'm ready to go big. <laughs> well, I thank God for being here today. I feel great. I hope you feel great. It's very overcast. Say so we're supposed to have some storms this weekend. So you know, I had to command the weather to not tear up the land. Thank
3: you.
2: Because you know, we got to hold back on some things. But I'm glad to be here. We're still in anniversary month. It's the last week, right? Or is it the next to the last week? Next week. Next week. Okay, so we're in the next to the last week, and I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about all the fun that I've been having. We've been working out school. We've been working out relaunching our school here in Tulsa. Yeah. We finally got the nuts and bolts worked out. You know, so many people actually are asking us, boy, can can I just sit at your feet for a little bit? Can I just, I just want to come and get this, uh, wrap my head around this scripturally organic message and how we can shift the church into scriptural organics because we need to shift the church into it. And we were talking about it before the show today um, about how the Lord, this is scripturally organic. is for the mature of the Lord. You know, God had to wait till the church at large grew up to understand his issues. You will never appreciate the scriptures if you are ignorant of God's issues or if you're naive about his experience with humanity. Oh, I'm going to say that again. I just think that's really good. You will never understand the scriptures. And the Holy Ghost is adding, or appreciate them if you are ignorant of God's issues. Now, or if you are naive about his experience with humanity. I want you to post that because that's a powerful revelation. And that's a revelation that you need to kind of meditate on a little bit and think about for some time, pondering your mind, if you will. You see, the majority of our conversation as Christians is about our issues and humanity's problem with God. I have to rest on that. That's a say lie. It is a say lie. I feel like i got to rest on that a little bit. How about you all? Do you feel like you have to rest on it a little bit? Because you don't realize how much our criticisms and complaints are about our issues with God, humans' inability to get along with God, humans' inability to understand God, humanity's problems with having a God, humanity's resentment of God having all power and all authority in their lives. And then, of course, we don't want to know who he is, because if we know him a little better, we may understand him a little better, and if we understand him a little better, oh, my goodness, we have to obey him, and who wants to do that? And so I have found that, you know, in terms of teaching my apostolic prophetic Bible education program, you know, that is the part of the the doctrine that God had me just really, uh, I want to say, nailed down for him. But the problem is they teach too much about their issues, and they conclude I have none. You know, and so as we go forward, Ashley, I be, I want to talk a little bit about that because we act as if we made ourselves. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. Christianity exists to let the world know that it has a God, that it has a maker, that it's not the product of a big indiscriminate bang. You know, and, and, and that, it, you know, and that somebody claimed the bang. The bang didn't just claim itself and not especially if, and, and then settle down into an order. I mean, come on, guys, that's ridiculous. Nothing else, we make noise all the time. Nothing comes out of it but a headache, earache. And so that can't work. It's just the world has to have that because God shut them down. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that because it's important. But I want to reiterate, you you cannot understand God if you're ignorant of his scriptures. You will not appreciate his scriptures if you don't know his issues. You have got to know that God created us to handle some very important things for him as a church. He created humanity for his own good pleasure. He created the church to address his issues, his issues, not ours, his. And we, you sit up there week after week preaching about your issues, wondering why God won't step up and help your issues. He needs you to care about it. We have, we have made a whole institution based on the human experience. But we need one based on the God experience with humanity because God isn't going through with humanity. And we'll go through with this to the end. I mean, this is a guy that started out and said, oh, hmm, whoa, this is going to be a long journey, you know, and had this great big meeting and, 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 his, and his world and say, okay, guys, let's gear up. This is going to be a long journey bringing them into our divine nature and then our divine attitudes, our divine consciousness, our concepts. Of divinity, and so all of religion is about exploring the real concepts of God without giving Him credit for doing what He did. You realize false religions take God's credit, steal His identity, rip off His intellectual property, and don't give Him credit for it. Now you know that was good. You know that was good. and so when you walk around trying to change it, too, because we, I keep talking, God keeps saying, I'm going after Antichrist Christians. Because God's got a lot of Christians who are Antichrist. Like church, love church, love church, love the worship, Oh, love the songs, oh, wow, the songs are here, and they're singing wonderful. Love the message, oh, they're so philosophical, they're so inspiring. But you don't want to give him credit for it. And you don't want him to know that what he did is working because you don't want to give him the harvest on what he did to work. And so we've got to grow a little bit in the kingdom of God. I think growing is good. <laughs> we have to grow a lot, I think. What do you think, prophet? Oh, yeah, we have a long way to go because, again, like you
4: said, our salvation is growing. And we we usher people in to the kingdom based on what God is going to
2: do to them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you barely hear anybody who says that as far as what we're supposed to do for God. Well, remember, we don't really have to do anything for God because God's okay. God's not only okay; He's got it together, and God can take care of Himself. And He's a big, He's a big, you know, strong God. Look, He doesn't need anything. We could just roll Him over, mow Him over, ignore Him, pick Him up on the holidays, throw Him down the day after. We could just ignore Him on the holidays, give Him holidays. Human faculties or your human makeup that you feel like you need to feed. Okay, so we need to find something to do with this. know him or his measure of stature. So we've got a lot to do. God was talking to me about this today, so I'm going to go over this, but I want to tell you, um, I, uh, first of all, I need to know, do I have surprises because, you know, you you junior your moment. me.
4: will one get later.
2: Okay, so I have to ask, yeah. you know, because I don't know, you know, you get in that back room ripping up stuff, I don't know what's coming out. Um, but I want to say this to you, as I was preparing for this broadcast today. One of the things that God kept saying is that there are so many of you all want to know a God. So if you, this is not about you not knowing him or not caring about him, because truly I know you care, and God knows you care. But you realize that how your 2-year-old cared, you, cared about you, how your 6-month-old, your 2-year-old, how your 12-year-old cared about you, how your teenager cared, and your young adult, on and on and on, you realize that those are different levels and stages and qualities. Of care and concern. Can you agree with that? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking most of us know that, you know, how your toddler loves you. It's just mommy, daddy, grab you around the leg and hug you and they just want to play with you. And if they, you know, other than that, they want to play with you. And if they don't want to play with you, they want you to care for them. They want you to do for them. So it's either play for play with them or do for them. That's your toddler. I don't have to explain that to a lot of parents, a lot of teachers in school, and you don't expect more of them than that. You're, you're just glad that they recognize you. Okay, I'm mommy, this mommy, this daddy, whatever, and grandma, however. But that is a, that's the most base level of care. play or entertain, I'll say it like that, entertain or care for. So that's basic. So now we're moving into, we're getting a little bit out of toddler. We're moving into the little childhood, those childhood years. And in those childhood years, you know, now you're in the stages of you still want to play. I still want to be entertained, but now I want to do it on my turn. I don't feel like playing. I don't want to hit the ball. I don't want to go outside because now it becomes on my turn. So they can do better, but they don't want to. They're completely motivated by their own interests or their own uh, pleasures. I'll say that. Now we're moving now we're moving up now we're getting into those those preteens those tweenies, where all of the hormones are going crazy and they're try, you know childhood is trying to give way to adulthood and you have this brooding moody sulky kid or this fuming hot separate person and who dislikes everything they don't like anything because they the like hormones and they they're appreciative all of those things breaking down and re, remaking themselves. All right, so now we're, we we've got through that. Now we got through the tweenies. So you, oh, you need to find your Christianity in this discussion. All right, so now we're through the tweenies, and we're moving into, you know, those teen years and, you know, pre-adolescence and adolescence. And, and pre-adolescence is demanding. Everything is about demanding. I demand this, and it's a challenge. If you love me, if you are my mother, if you are my dad, I hate you. I wish I was never born. Criticize that. So you are, you're locked with this person who is constantly, you know, throwing, curling criticisms and challenges and debate and demands at you. He's very argumentative, very contentious, because now life has to groom all of those new emotions. Life, circumstances, situations, got to groom it. And so you have parents. Here is a time when you can decide how you're going to uh, deal with your child as an adult by how much you knuckle under those demands, how much you negotiate them, and then how much you steer them. Sometimes you have to steer them. But now we're there. Then we get into our 20s, and it's about striking out on our own, making it ourselves, and proving we don't need our parents. That's the proof. We don't need you. We are finally free of you. You told me when to go to bed. You told me when to go to school. You told me what to wear, what not to wear, and now I don't have to listen to him. Oh Lord! If we go to college you get a job, it's over. And finally, as you get get to the thirties, a, a lot of that high emotional temperament tries to dip a little bit and with of trying to level off. So by the time you move into a thirties, it's achievement. I need to do something with my life. I want to achieve some things. I want to make myself happy. But you also another thing happens then, you want to be taken seriously, you know, so, and you know you have to earn it. In your 20s, you demand to be taken as an adult. But in your 30s, you realize you must earn it. And so the whole idea of earning things and, and, and building relationships and building life. Is real, and it weighs on you because you want to be taken seriously, and you want to be seen as serious in what you do. And then we move into those 40s where, hey, I have to make my mark for real, and I have to make an embedded mark. I'm not just making money. I need to make an embedded mark. And it's at that point that you want to read, rule over what you have. When you look in the scriptures, 40 is when God is that, that, that decade where God gives you the power to decide how you're going to rule over your life and everything that you brought into existence and everything about it. And so Isaac 40 gets a wife. Israel 40 years, come, comes out 400 years. If you look at that, that's about your world capture, what you rule over, how you, and that 40 is going to determine pretty much how you go out of here. You know, 50, hey, you're right between I've taken a rule, I've brought my life under subjection, I've brought my life under control, and I'm now ready to take on the remainder of it. I'm going to feast on what I've done. I'm going to benefit and cause others to benefit. I'm going to establish something that lasts and will be lasting and durable, and I'm going to be known as the person who was youthful in the planet to more than myself. Is that then that you get into those reflective years? Okay, now, so what have I done? Okay, so what have I done? Now, and you know, when you were 20, 50 was old. Now you're 50, it's kind of young. You know, I still got a lot of good years left. I'm very youthful. I'm very strong. I have a lot of vigor. And this is just general stuff. This is my hard to say. Just, I'm just giving you a journey of poor maturity. And when you hit 60, you want legacy. I have to start making sure that everything I did doesn't die when I'm gone. That there is some sort of, of endurable thing, some sort of durability. You know, Proverbs 8 talked about enduring riches, things that last beyond your lifestyle, you know, and beyond your lifetime, and, and including your children. If you're really good at this and you really took this to heart, you have kids that you've been grooming to take this on when you're gone and to keep it going so that it becomes, it comes down that generation line. And making sure that they will do it, and not just we're waiting for you to get out the way for them to go their way, because that's something else. And in the 70s, 70s, you're starting to, that's the, that, that's the record. Now you're recording it all. I mean, you're like, I'm recording it. This is what I have. You're getting ready because you realize now what it means. And so in 70s, you become the, the steward, the, the supervisor, the overlooker, the overseer, if you will. You're overseeing everything you did, you're helping the, the next generation work it out. But somewhere in that explanation is your Christianity and your attitude toward God as your father. And you get a chance to check yourself by what I just said. Now, I personally believe. I personally feel that what I just gave you was an amazing explanation for you to check yourself and bring yourself back in line with God. What should I be doing? Where should I be going? Should I be chasing rainbows and chasing stars and false things, or should I be dropping things into the planet to last? Should I be touching other lives, or should I be letting them all run over me, or should I let everything in life touch me and change me? See, there are things that God needs. So when God starts moving his doctrine, he's moving it according to that track that goes all the way to Moses in 120 years. Because he said that's the days of humanity. So you have to recognize that God has a time where he needs his people to feast on good stuff. To, to purge themselves of the world, to purge themselves of their own worries and failures and fears and, and doubts and, 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 and insects, not just, you know, infectations and, and infections. They have to know how to do that. You always wonder, you know, how, how, how God made that decision. So when we're talking about scripturally organic and culturally unmodified, we're talking about God ready to push or at least gather up this particular generation it getting it ready for its its uh, maturity of the measured stature of Christ. You know, the church once ruled. And then in its 50s, it's then when we went into that jubilee era where it was a free fall, we do not have to do anything. Because wherever there's a divinic era, there's a Solomonic era that's following it where you think you don't have to do anything but reap and take and snatch and harvest. And the problem with the Solomonic era is that right after that, there's Jeroboam, which is occultism and witchcraft and darkness. And that's where we are right now. And so you can follow this and track this thing so that, that you understand where we are now. So we're contending with the portions that we've given to God's adversaries. And so as we as we go along, when we talk about scriptural organic, to bring you back, we've got to purge you. And you've got to be purged from that Jeroboam time and that. That Solomon years, those years where In the beginning Solomon's heart was perfect for the Lord And then he started having too many women Too many women, too many wives You know, too many wives bringing their gods You get the point So we're somewhere Between the the Jeroboam Jeroboam rule Where he ruled And he literally Got the, the, the monarchy From David's line Because it said he was a very industrial and doing it award to him. You're just the one that you have, you know, you're worth the merit for what you achieve. You're respected, you're regarded, but you're no longer influencing like that. You're not calling the shots like that. And, and, and I'm like, these are not hard and fast, these are generalities, just broad strokes. And in your 90s, you're trying to settle down. Can I just be still? Because your energy is gone, your strength is gone. You don't have the power to make it happen any longer. And so, Nice, gave you all of this, he said, and then you go backwards instead of forward. Doesn't anybody understand that regression is not a good thing? And social regression, psychological regression, relational re- regression, none of it. Regression is not a good thing. And it's because you've never benefited from the progress you made. In your mind, the progress robbed you from a piece of childhood that you didn't resolve. So you're looking at all of these adults. Grown people going back to childhood things, looking like infants, like the little Haribo commercial, sitting in the boardroom talking like you're 10. You know, everything is about the kid in you. You never let the kid in you go. And you're going to have to deal with that because the kid in you couldn't take care of life when it was a kid. And you want to go back to what couldn't take care of life. Couldn't think a thought, couldn't process. Why? But it's because it's on. Well, why? Because it's on. but why? That's the kid in you. Why, why? 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 And everything you can tell that I'm telling you, because see, some of you all are Christian counselors, some of you all are Christian psychologists, and you need to recognize that you're going to have to go back and understand that God is looking for a mature man, and Satan is looking for a child. Immaturity puts him in power. Maturity restrains his ways. Are y'all flowing with me this morning? Yeah. Because you have to recognize that you kept saying, I want to grow up in God. You don't know what it takes. He, you need to, he, he needs you out of the scriptures so you can grow down with him. Everything about him is go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back and go back. It's always backstepping. Go back to your childhood. Go back to your prom. Go back to your first kiss. Go back to your first step. Go back to your first friend. Go back to your first teacher. Go back to your first. Go back, go back, go back because it was simple. It was simple because you were simple. It wasn't a simpler time. You were simple. And a whole bunch of simple people occupied an era that was waiting to go to the next level. So you're trying to handle the advancement that God has booked for for creation and humanity with simplistic concepts or simplistic memories. Because even those aren't accurate. When you go back and look at some of those old black and white movies, you realize, wait a minute, that wasn't simple. Hold on. You go back and look and go back further, look at the little talkies, they were a little nasty. A lot of little nursery rhymes were nasty. They were not nice. Those were nasty little nursery rhymes. But you didn't know what they meant. You was too simple to know what was really happening, which is why we could get caught off guard now. Is it? Are you hearing me? Because I want you to think differently if you're going to be useful to your God. The reason we went scripture organic is because every time God wants to rescue his people, he goes he goes to his scriptures. I've said this to you before. All of those other renewals did not change. They didn't renovate us. They didn't they didn't even really renew us. We just went back, we started feeling good about where we were. There was nothing redemptive about him. We didn't get better in God. We just we got some new folks. We added to the body. You know, a couple people who wandered in, most of that was just the saints, just coming back out of the caves, coming back out of doldrums, out of depression to come and get a little touch from Jesus. I'm talking about something totally different. I'm talking about a real renovation. The real renovation. And I like the word renovation because, you know, Before there is a renovation, there is a word called novation, and it actually means to replace one obligation with another, one way of doing things with another. And so we, we haven't even gotten that. We haven't been, I mean, come on, as angry as Christians are with Jesus Christ, as bitter as they are, hostile, I mean, vile. You've listened to so many devils tell you how bad Jesus is, you started buying into it. Yeah, the church is a mess. No, the church isn't a mess. The people in the church is a mess. The church is still the same, pristine, wonderful institution, that has been since the Holy Ghost came to the planet because the church is the Holy Ghost. The church is Jesus Christ. People need work. Jesus is fine. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, these preachers are trouble. No, in the Jeroboam era, oh, my God, if I could ever read I might find it for you tonight. But in the Jeroboam era, Jeroboam knocked out and fired every true priest. He fired them, killed some prophets, hid them away. He drove all of God's staff underground so that the big money, the big places, the big steps, etc., went for those who worked for demons. It's in Scripture. That's why we're scripture organic, because you're looking for answers where the problem originated, where the solution has been embedded. The scriptures have the answer. Mm. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? God knew this. Here's something interesting. I'm looking at Isaiah 48, and it says something that's really powerful. First of all, this is a very interesting statement. It is said, Hear this house of Jacob, Jacob is the human side, the fleshly side, okay? Called by the name Israel, the 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 covenant people, the eternal side, formed from the stock of Judah, the Jesus side, the royal side. I'm a, I'm ready to go sleep on that. Be... can we get to this? Oh, <laughs> saw so what the promise was the founder of the people of Israel. He's the, the seed of Israel. So he's the sperm that made it. And then the name Israel, which he got after he wrestled with that angel all night long, and told him, "I'm not. I, I'm not going to let. Come on, I'm not letting you go to your blessing." You know, we were talking about that earlier. Is that all right? Did that speak to you? He said, There are times I don't answer the prophets because you're going to say the God that you worship and the God that you serve gave you that information. You're going to credit my revelation to divination. Because God is like, people don't do me right, if not inhumanity, to do me right. It is not inhumanity to do me right of its own accord. It is not inhumanity to know that I exist. It's not inhumanity to hallow me. It's not inhumanity to, to to be sanctified to me. It's not even in you all to put me first. That's why you keep telling everybody why you can't fulfill your ministry because you got your family. You can't fulfill your ministry because you got your job. You can't fulfill your ministry because you got a husband, because you got a wife, because you got some bratty kids, and so I can't fulfill my ministry. It's not in you to put me first. I have to press you to make me number one. 'Cause it's not in you to do it. It's not in you because that's what was lost. My priorities don't matter until I press myself upon you. And the only way they'll matter is when you move into the measure and stature of Jesus Christ. It's the mature Christian that tell you, No, but God's gotta be first. It's no, 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 no. This is the Lord. No, mature Christians. Why? Because they know his work. You cannot say God is worthy and you don't know his work. Which is why he's not worthwhile you. See, God is worthwhile when you understand him, when you have walked his walk and lived his life and understand, when he brings you into those archives and he brings you into that back room and in in those historical records and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing. And he begins that journey with this, scriptures. Let me finish this because this is good. I declared them to you of old. Before they took place, I informed you that you might not say my idol did them, my statue, my mountain image commanded them. Now that you have heard, look at all this. Must you not admit it? From now on, I announce new things to you, hidden events you will never know. Come on, baby. You want to up there? Say up. I'm excited. Yes, I am. Whoever says it's the table, you woke me up. Come on. So now you understand prophecy. That's why I say prophecy is the word of God. It's the, it's the archives of the Holy Ghost. It's back records. It's not somebody making it up. You heard what he said? You saw his issue. This is God's issue. This is his prophetic issue. People are giving credit to their God, to their, their religion, to their prayer, to their wives. It blows my mind when I hear a, a, a prophet say, my husband and wife told me, this is the word of the Lord. Now they a prophet? would know, but they hear things. How do I know what they hear? How do I know you're even telling it right? I don't even know what what, what environment they hurt, where you all having a celebration, where you're, you know, where you're holding hands, where you're making love. I don't know because God's record is clear. Prophecy is new to the earth. It's not new to God. Prophecy is news to the earth. It's not news to God. Prophecy is God's history playing out in human destiny. Hmm. Ooh, come on, somebody. Are you getting black? Are you being all blessed, up? Because I'm sugar-powered blessed right now. Now, he said, from now on, I announce new things to you, Isaiah 48, 6, hidden events you never knew. Now, not from old are they created. Before today, you did not hear of them. So that you cannot claim, I have known them. I tell you, that thing ticks God off when people prophesy to him. When you get a prophecy and you haven't known it, prophecy comes and you say, "Well, I've always known that." This blows out the water. The word that said prophecy is confirmation. Hey, somebody, boom! Oh, I know I hit that. Did I hit it? Yes, I did. Hit it again, and you know why? Because I used to have a problem with that, and I said, "Well, God, where is the scripture that says that prophecy is not always confirmation? Because if it's prophecy, how can it be confirmation?" And so, what did He say? <laughs> Now, not of old, they are created. And he's talking about created in our world. In other words, embodied, we would call it, or uh, uh, actuated. He said, but not created. Before today, you did not hear of them, so that you cannot claim, I have heard them. So, I have known them. So that whole thing that all prophecy is confirmation, not worn out by Scripture. That's not borne out. I'm telling you hear me, people, not going out by scripture. God saying that he says things you've never heard. Now, just because somebody heard it 55 generations ago doesn't mean you heard them. And he said, you never heard, you never knew, they never reached your ears beforehand. Yes, I know you are utterly treacherous, a rebel, you were named from the womb. Talking about Jacob, he's talking about humanity. For the sake of my name, I restrain my anger. For the sake of my renown, I hold it back from you, lest I destroy you. See, I refined you, but not like silver. I tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my sake, for my own sake, I do this. Why should my name be profane? My glory I will not give to another. My glory. You realize that all of you all who talk talking about, I believe in a little bit of Buddha and a little bit of Allah and a little bit of this, a little bit of Brahma, a little bit of uh, this, a little bit of which, you all are giving this man's glory to another and they didn't earn it. They didn't keep you. Just because you got mad, because you lost some money, because you went out with a bunch of rich people who introduced you to some other, some of their little uh, pick up gods and trade down deities. I'm like, I don't even understand why money makes you trade down. I, I can't get with that. I can't understand how wealth makes you trade down. But God says it can, it can make you treacherous. Not always, but it can. I'm not. You're not going to talk to me about another God. I ain't interested. I'm going to tell you right now, I can handle that. Come on, somebody. I'm not interested. This man called Jesus, no. And see, most of you all don't realize you're making your Messiah an underdog. He's got to be the underdog religion. While you go about with all of these man-made crafts and stuff, got to be crafted, this, got to be, come on, people. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. Hope did not happen until then. You realize life was hopeless. Until Jesus Christ did what he did. That's why people were dying. You want to find out what a hopeless life is? You find out somebody who doesn't believe anything should live but them. They believe that they should mutilate this and mutilate that. No hope. Life doesn't mean anything. As far as they're concerned, even their life doesn't matter. But the the motivation or the impulsion to destroy life is their obsession. Anything alive. Got to kill a kid. Got to kill a baby. That's hopelessness. That's no hope. That's you believing that life begins and ends with your single entity of existence. My glory. And God is coming after that. I'm telling you, that fusion religion, y'all got to give that up. He is coming after that, and he's going to hunt your lives for that. He is going to haunt your world. He's coming after that. My glory, I will not give to another. You did not have to go and say that Jesus Christ was married to something else. He was not married. If he was married, trust me, we wouldn't be here. He couldn't be. You can say all that other stuff, but you can't say that. He's telling you prophecy is not something you know. You are like, how are you going? Well, I mean, you know, Nostradamus said the same thing. Probably after Jesus did, the church been around forever, and prophets have been prophesying long before there was a Nostradamus. Well, you know, there's a Mayan. Have you ever studied the Mayan culture? Talk about God. Have you ever studied the Mayan? Because they're telling you all the way, whenever the world, oh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go this. Yes, I am. I'm going to go there. yes, I am. Oh, yes, am. Praise him. Do you realize that every time they, they celebrate those things, it's only about sex? They like their fertility rights, they like how they can bring in their outfits, their their dances, their this, their that. It is never about what that culture really did, what they really do. You know, what they were just simple no no no. You go then look at their ruins. Go you don't have to go far. Go to Netflix. I'm telling you, go to the science channel, go to Nat What they're talking about, you really don't want that. That's why Jesus came and took it out. They may have made some wonderful pottery, but pottery is dust. From the dust you came to the dust you'll return. Dead is dead, a relic is dead. Bygone era. You don't really want that. What they're talking about are their rituals where they end up in intoxication and orgasm. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about the anything. They didn't even give it all that much. God purposely held his most. Uh, The highly developed and rapid advancement for the time when the Holy Ghost came to the planet because the Holy Ghost brought energy back to the planet because it didn't have any. It had sunlight. It had sun heat. We had some lightning, but it did not have the energy. The energy system, God's utility system came to the planet in the Holy Ghost. Oh, somebody hear me. Christ in you, when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, he was like, I'm the light of the world, not just the, I'm the life of the world, I'm getting ready to take you all from the pedestrian era to what we have today, because that's what Paul thought, when he went there, he said, wait a minute, I thought, what, well, come on, things flying, things moving, Ezekiel. Moving over their own things, all of that was spectacular then. What God has to do now, because he's done such a masterful job of upgrading us, what God has to do now is take us to his next level of technology. And uh, trust me, people, we're not ready. I don't care about Brother Google. I don't care about the, the web. I don't care about the other. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about the Microsoft, the computer. I'm telling you, all of that is old technology. I like it the way my daughter said it. And God told me a long time ago, He said, "Hey, it's old technology. They name it after dead God. God has already lost." Which means that God has something that He shut them out of. So as good as this is, God still got a plan, and He still got a technology that just can't touch. He's showing me a lot of these things, and I thought, it's really unfortunate how Christians are so busy being talked out of their revelation that they don't get the new inventions that God is getting ready to bring into the planet. That have nothing to do with this way of life. He's showing me to I say, Oh, so y'all did that? Oh, wow. And he's getting ready to take the lid off. Because we're now ready. But he's not going to do it if you're going to steal and you're going to cheat him, and you're going to literally steal his intellectual property, steal his identity, give his glory to another. He's not going to give it to you. There are a lot of Christian uh, inventors and creators right now that God wants to talk to, but they're so caught up in, in, in worshiping what man worships, he can't tell them, or even their mind is so locked they can't go there. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God. Come to Jesus. There are there. Don't get all caught up in this because I'm telling you, I was talking to God about this recently. He said I'm the maker of heaven and earth. Your universe is not the only thing I made. You, He said, my knowledge and what I want to do is not it. You can get all caught up, but then when they start naming the naming the whole, whether it's Babylon, whether it's is is um you know Apollos and all that, those are all devils that fell and blew it in heaven. And they, they brought some knowledge, they brought some technology, and even they had to wait for the Holy Ghost to do it. Because if they could have done it before then, they would have. And it still took God almost a thousand years for him to upgrade humanity sufficiently enough to even receive these ideas. Is this good or is this good? Guys, come on, Peristola. We can good or what? <laughs> Prophet actually said, Oh yeah. You ask me why I can hold on, that's why I can hold on. Why can go? Because I'm there, I'm looking at it. I'm like, so you all do is that how that works? Wow. There is a technological upgrade that God's getting ready to do with the people that he's trusting for them to even carry out this thing. Oh yeah. So you could stay locked in your old oh, time, and even, give me that, oh time you can say there but you will be left behind. You'll make it to heaven. God will love you dearly, and you'll miss the best of his years. I'm telling you, his technologies are getting ready to change, and they're getting ready. And if you are a good steward over it, you're going to, again, contribute just like the rest of these preachers to to the devil taking God's glory. And I'm not doing it. I'm telling the things that God is getting ready to do. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us, how? By his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. You understand, it's the Holy Ghost that's Christian. You need to stop making them think the Holy Spirit is about your church or that Christianity is about your church, that it's about your religion, that it's about your prayer. Christianity is about the Spirit of God, Christ in you. Christianity is about Jesus Christ, the person Jesus Christ, walking and talking in you, writing God's eternal powers and eternal uh, messages in your being, breathing the life of Christ, the logos of creation in your soul, upgrading your mind. I'm going to shut up now because, you know, I'm on a roll, and I could just go on right now because this thing is that rich. You know, and, and he God is doing this. He has me doing scripty organic because he is you can't do it without his word. You he cannot do it without upgraded Christians. And he has us on this thing and this cultural modification. He's not giving his glory to another. Culturally demodified means we're taking Christ's glory from devil. That's what it means. We're taking it. We're not going, this whole Jeroboam move that we have, where we, you know, we got got, you know, uh, anything goes. You all, talking about, uh, you know, psychics and, and prophets are the same. Psychics and psychic prophets are the same. Psychics and Christ prophets are, 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 I'm telling you, we're nemesis. Now, I believe that there are a lot of psychics that should be prophets, and I believe when they can, when they can have hold of Jesus Christ, they're going to be unstoppable. But God is not going to release them from their left, and give them his best until they make up their mind who they're going to serve. That's not going to happen. I don't care if they see this and see it. Well, they said a couple of few things, but the things I can tell you would would scare you. Because God's a scary God. Anybody that's supreme, oh, no, he's scary. I'll tell them, them, you know, Jesus, you're like, honey, you're a little scary, you know. You're just a little bit scary, baby. Just a little bit. I'm all right. I'm hanging tough with you, Lord. God wants his family to mature so they can handle the masterful things he's done. Maturity is for the masterful, and mastery is is for the mature. You have to mature in something to be a master at it. He wants you to handle the masterful things he's done, but you cannot do it mixing him up with everything else. Well, I got a little bit of astrology. I got a little bit of tarot reading. I got a little bit of palmistry. I got a little bit of necromancy. I got a little bit of romancy. You you can't mix that up. God, when you want to do something – First is the strength. It is undiluted, unmixed, and that's what Culture Unmodified is all about, being undiluted and unmixed. Can you hear me today? So I'm going to end it on that, but I will tell you this. in the, You know, every people have things they want to know about God, and, you know, we all have questions, things I would, I, I would ask God. If you have something for the entire month of May, I want you to post on my site questions I would like to ask God. And we're going to answer them throughout the entire month of May. Prophet Deer is going to set it up so you'll go there and have a bunch of little things I really wish I could ask God, things I really want to know about God, things I wish God would answer. We're going to do that for the month of May, and we're going to have the top ten count God, And we're going to answer them that you may know your God, because the Bible said those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. You can't be stronger in God than your knowledge of him. You must know him. And know him as he is. Not as somebody told you, not as somebody else said. You know, you're not when you're a little kid, twinkle, twinkle, little star is cute. Now I lay me down to sleep, that's night. Nice. We're so glad to get you to say, Now I lay you down to sleep. Okay, because so we're getting you down. you kid. We want you to lay down. You know, when you get older older, God expects you to grow up and expresses your, your prayer to answer. And he expects expects you to do Uh, Great things for him Because I expected a mature kid If my daughter hadn't grown up the way she is now I don't know what I would have done But I look at my future and she's my future And my hope and then she brought me some more Daughters and sons So your kid is your future And if you keep your kid childish Your future will die with you Immature children Will destroy what you build And that's what God is doing. So God has locked us in. He sealed us out of a lot of things. I don't care how great it looks. You think the best God can do is slay somebody in the spirit? You need to go back outside and look at the planet. You need to look at the creatures. Take a little trip down to Nat G. I like those people, the little Nat G people. I think that's really wonderful that they do that. I like the science people to show me stuff. I even like the little myth buster guys every now and again. I was like, wow, they bust another myth. That's pretty good. I like that stuff. And you know why? Uh, They may have decided that uh, I don't want to know him like you said about Cyrus. Don't be all blown up because people do magnificent things and they don't know God. He says, Cyrus, though you've not known me, I have called you. So it's okay. God doesn't care about that. God cares about his kids letting people know. And your life has to testify. it. I'm telling you, brilliance is waiting for the body of Christ. The true body of Christ. I know we are so caught up with talking about, yeah, but you know what? The enemy's going to be this. So well. I'm telling you, there are powers, they shape. both. There are powers and upgrades of the human makeup into the image and likeness. Why do you think he keeps talking about the image and likeness of Christ? You, every time you look at that, you think morality. You don't think anything more than ro- morality and eternity. But this man is the Logos of creation. He made everything there is in his mind, in his being. The Holy Ghost took that mind that was locked in a person and spread it throughout the world. And if he just did it as a blanket, that would have been enough. Then we'd be in this bubble. But we're not just in a bubble. The bubble's in her. And it's not destructive. It's not all about being destructive. It's the, the Bible said the Holy Ghost is a restraining force. You can push back a lot of things if you grow up. Profit because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there today. I don't know what happened, but I'm there. I'm trying to shut up, but I'm there. Well, we
4: appreciate that you being there taking me. us with you. If you are watching a listening right now, I want everybody to do something after the show uh, at some point. That's to go to Dr. Price's Facebook, which is Apostle Paula Price. One, make sure you actually have liked her page. Thank you. And two, post a review. There is a section for reviews. Don't just put it in her feed, put it in the review, give her those five stars that you know she deserves, and you have to hit how many stars first, and then you have the option of posting your review of her ministry, Uh, that's a new feature that we're using, and so we want to get that going up, up, up. Having said that, we are going to go to our special guest, who is on the line today, Dr. Althas Sears
2: Portland, Oregon. So we can get first. Yes. Hey, son. How are you? Uh,
5: good. How are you doing, Dr. Price? All excited.
2: I'm excited. You can see good. I'm
5: on top. I'm, uh, I'm over here just trying to hold it down. My goodness.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> My goodness. So, happy anniversary. Um, obviously, I've done a few of these with you, but I'm excited. Um, I, I'll be honest, the more excited you get, the more excited I get because, you know, as I'm I'm am I'm a product of, of what you're doing right now. And so uh you know, I want to make sure I let everybody know uh, you know, really the, the the deep uh respect and honor that I give you for allowing me to, you know, be uh to help you oversee, you know, your ministry here in the Northwest. And so yeah, I, I wanna say that because every day I think to myself, where was I about ten years ago? You know, I was this minister on the side of the road, kind of doing his own thing, had kind of gotten disinterested in doing kind of the old, you mentioned the transition to organic Christianity. I was doing the other kind of Christianity and I was done. I had checked out. And so, you know, began to connect with obviously your ministry. And then began to move forward into what, what we're into now. It, it's just amazing. So I can say it's just not a message. It's a message that changes lives. And okay. so, yeah, I can say that because from the time I met you until now, God is just – you know. You talked about upgrades. You talked about what he wants to do for us. You talked about even the timeline. I mean I, when I met you, I was somewhere in – let's just call it the late 30s. I would say that. <laughs> okay? And then I began to go through my 40s, and then I'm in, you know, in my early 50s now. And so I'm in that place where God is restoring and and doing a lot of things with me. But that timeline you gave is is perfect because I'm in that time where I want everything to count, and I'm so excited that God, uh, you know, had foreknowledge to be able to know that I would need to be at this place in my life, and. Uh, have the opportunity to kind of do the things that he initially asked me to do before I get out of here. And so I thought I would kind of throw that out to you, Dr. Price, and just let you know how much I appreciate you. Um, And I'll I'll shut up, but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited.
2: Well, you know, I understand, you know, because let's be real. We, are, You know, the things that God is doing with us and the life that he's infusing in us every week and every time we're together, you know, it's exciting. You all just, I want to just for a moment just digress. Hey, remember, we still have our June event coming. You can get a taste of what's going on, the enthusiasm, the life. Like he said, on the side of the road, I know that there are so many people that say, you know what? I've got to get to offer. I've got to come under this and do it. this scripturally organic Christianity. And, and and but the point is that it's not endless. This is not just a thrill. You know, this is not and if you're just a thrill seeker, come on, we'll enjoy, we'll help you. But we're gonna take you from being a seeker to a beer. And you're going to become this thing that God wants to use going forward in the in the future, going forward in Christianity. So yes, I'm excited with him. He has been a faithful young man, and a faithful prophet over, for uh, forever. And when I say faithful, he never, ever wavers in his faithfulness, and I consider it an honor to have him as a son and as a leader there. He's our regional prophet in the Pacific West Coast. So if you're in that area, you need to go to our website and find out how to connect with him as a prophet. He's doing some amazing things there in Portland, Oregon. And, uh, and and it has been doing it. And, and I want to say one day we're going to have him on, and I want to have him, really what I want to do, Ashley, is to let them know the brilliant people that God is working with these days to handle the next dimension of brilliance that he's rele- uh, releasing to the planet. I want to do that. Well, I'll, before you go, dude, would you like to give us any closing remarks or comments?
5: Well, um, you know, what i like to say is just, um, you know, it, I always say to you know think about you as just this this uh, mother, but also somebody who has fruit. And so I just want to say to everybody, if you want um, to be part of you know a a, a, a real move of God, um, a uh, a ministry that has results, I encourage you to get get involved with Doctor Price's Ministry, PPM Global Resources, New Era Apostleship Restitution. If you need some covering. Are your minister who wants to, to um, have a relationship with Dr. Price um, as far as, you know, covering and those types of things? And then just making sure they get the product, making sure they get all the product they can to help to facilitate their growth and their education in the Lord. So that's all I like to say, and I just want to say happy anniversary, Dr. Price, and I, we love you here in the Northwest.
2: I love you too, and listen, give my love to the family. We'll see you in June. God bless you, and have a great day.
5: Okay. God bless. Take
6: care.
2: And, uh, Prophet Ashley, you are also going to be in New York oh another sign that's right
4: yes. come on yeah
2: talk about it come on tell me where I'm going because you have the has she has her her, her her tablet I do I know you all say she's just smart all by herself, but she really is but. Well, there's
4: always going to be a sticky note <laughs> or a digital note somewhere prophetic ed weekend in New York you will be at the Embassy uh, New Dimensions Ecclesial Embassy, Dr. Chiron Dawkins, who is also a member of near One yes. of your sons whose voice is even deeper. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> <You're>
2: real deep.
4: <laughs> and so if you want to register, uh, kicking off on Friday, April 28th at 7.30 p.m. It will be in Mount Bum-in, New York. You can go to Dr. Price's website. You can also go to www.bremnant.com com. That's RemnantRise.com For registration information It is not too late And I know You know, a Prophet Chiron Is throwing the lasso out
2: It's amazing yeah. And
4: Nir will be representing mm-hmm. People will be there And we want to make sure That as many people know as possible That you will be in that area mm-hmm. and so we don't hear later I know I did not
2: Well, what is the website again?
4: RemnantRise.com. www.ReminantsRise.
2: Okay, so now I realize that Mount Vernon is not, you know, it's a little bit of a waste from New York City or Pennsylvania or Jersey. But it's worth the press. You know that it's worth the press. And so what my goal has been is to establish prophetic ed institutes across the country around the world, because we need prophetic ed to even kick off and to refine what God wants to do next. So you definitely want to be a part of that. Go to the website and, and, and find out what the hotel arrangements are. But don't miss this. Don't, it's worth it. Some of you all have said, God, if she was near me, I'd come. Well, I'm near you. Others of you have said, Lord, if I could just get to that woman, I would. Well, I am there, and you will get to me. So don't miss that window. Make sure you spend some time. Spend the weekend. Let's dig into this thing. We're going to talk about prophecy timelines. We're going to talk about the prophecy window. We're going to talk about we have a whole exercise on how to accelerate your prophecy to expedite its manifestations in your life. This is not just a chitty-chat type thing. I don't just chitty-chat. We're going to work into this and try our and, and try to get you to a point that you recognize that this prophecy manifestation is a team effort. It's a collaborative effort. And God wants to show you how to collaborate with them. So, again, don't miss it. I'm going to be there. I want to spend time with the people of God, but I love the East Coast. You know, we always do so well on the East Coast. And, you know, I love the Dawkins, Apostle Harry Dawkins right. and, and his son, you know, Prophet Kyron, and I'm telling you, he's a really amazing prophet. Another one of them. Maybe we'll get him on one one time yes, on sure. the show. But for sure you'll hear from him next week because we'll be in his world and in his town again. April?
4: 28. ninth, 29. We'll see weekend. And Sunday you will be, on the 30th, you will be preaching
2: in their church.
4: Yes. And I'm just going to say yes to the question. You can register at the door. <laughs> Sounds, yes. right. sounds, sounds good.
2: Right. Yes, sounds good. We want you at the door. So right. bring a registration. Yes. This is when you at the door. And I want to tell you something that's very important, and that is I do working things. This is not going to be a I'm going to preach and we're going to just prophesy. You will get prophecy. You will. But bring your prophetic team. Bring your members, if you're a pastor, and bring your intercessors because all of those elements, are part of bringing the word to pass in your life, getting answers. You know God gives me answers for his people. You're here every Thursday because you know God talks to me and gives me answers. What do you think he does when I'm on the ground in your world, when we are face-to-face? Whole different kind of thing. So make sure you press your way. Take some time off. Okay, you can drive. If you're in those areas that I just named, Connecticut, uh, uh, you know, Massachusetts, you can drive. You can drive. You know, because if you wanted to get if you wanted anything else, especially if somebody told you, you know, this person got the job of your lifetime, or this is a weekend thing that's gonna help you. But this is that kind of a thing. Shake off the doldrums. Now I'm saying this because I know so many of you have been told to God to come to our events in June or to come here and you you get ready to get up and all of a sudden you're all full of thrill and zeal, you're ready to do it, and then this wet blanket comes on you. That wet blanket is oppression. And that spirit of oppression, I told you, devils don't like to be homeless. So that spirit of oppression does not want you to break out and break free, because then he's going to be in dry places and try to find a home. And he's not looking to go in dry places. The devils need souls. Souls are not dry. So he needs he they need to be in people. You know that tree for Satan was dry. So I got to get in the person so I can really express myself. So don't allow, just because you have some opposition, pray through. If you want us to pray through, let us know. You know, Prophet Ashley has a midnight hour. Come on, Friday nights, midnight hour, let her know. Pray through, pray me to this meeting. Pray me here in Tulsa, because this is God. This move is God, and it's taking off, and it's spinning, and you want to be caught up in it so that you'll be a part of not only making it happen, but also helping it happen for God. So don't allow that wet blanket, that that snatching of your enthusiasm and that snatching of your hope to to, to take you out of what God wants to do. Get a a group of people. Get in your car. Get a bus. I mean, you know, I like Louisiana. They always bring a bus. Bring a bus. But most importantly, know when it's your hour of visitation. Know when God is ready to visit your life and deliver it into his Prosperity into his purpose, into his promises. Don't allow this thing to keep you held up. And whatever, I, and I'm going to say this because I'm done with this subject. And but I want to get this out. We have. I know we've. You know, it's kind of like Peter. Some of you all are like Peter. Lord, we have toiled all night long. God, I've been in ministry. I have been to ministries. I've helped this one build. I've helped that one build. I did this. I did that. I sold this. And Lord, what do I have? You have 153 fish that are ready to come in. And for that era, 153 fish was a big catch, a big deal. It may not be too small today, but in today's time, we would think of it as 153 whales. And so cast your net into scripturally organic Christianity. Be costly unmodified and get your harvest. Don't assume that where you labored is where your harvest is, because sometimes they're not. Hallelujah, you your turn. Hey, it's anniversary month. I can do what I want. It's anniversary month.
4: That's right. You can do whatever you want. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm with uh, Dr. Spears on the um, timeline that you gave as far as where are you and your outlook, your maturity.
1: I wrote in there, where am
4: I in this list? And I thought it was very interesting. Whenever you segue into the Jeroboam spirit, talking about where are people who want to take all of your work off of your shoulders? <laughs> and how a lot of times you can communicate unbeknownst to yourself mm-hmm. take this, take this, take this, take this in so many ways, and then the perfect setup comes along that looks like it's an answer to prayer, mm-hmm. and it is your destruction.
2: Yep. In your mind. <laughs> yes, it is. and
4: you let it in the door and you invited it in. Uh, that's you know, one of those attitude checks mm-hmm. that you have to do, and how, um. Let go of the kid of you. Immaturity puts Satan in power. Maturity restrains the enemy. And that is so true. How many times in life, and when we, as the women that follow you, um, are growing up, especially coming through our 20s and entering into our 30s and now 40s, it was like in those younger years, some just having meltdowns mm-hmm. at some of their birthday. I'm 25, I'm 30, and wanting to hang on to what we have been conditioned to shape, mm-hmm. which is youth and childhood, and really stupidity. I mean, I don't know one person I can honestly say who said they made the worst mistakes in their life in their 50s mm-hmm. or 40s. We all say the same thing. And in my 20s, I don't know what else is do. I know. In my teens, I would have never married that person mm-hmm. if I would have known then, or if I would have listened then. The way I have learned from not listening. Because a lot of people did have good people in their life That they blew off, didn't listen to. Grandma, mom, dad. Mm-hmm. Teacher, co Corner store person. Whatever. Who's trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Trying to tell you. And we just wouldn't listen. And the same thing is true with God. So when you were thinking about that. About maturity restrains the enemy. And how the more mature you are in God. The more you do. Mm-hmm. Restrain the enemy. Because, well, you actually let God do it. And not just this whole let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, Jesus takes the wheel. We have so many
2: hook.
4: on both sides of the kingdom about we don't have responsibility mm-hmm. in our walk with Christ or in our own deliverance or maintenance of it. Um, that it's like when you do find out, oh, wait, I was supposed to do something mm-hmm. I had a response. The and then when you find someone like you who teaches you the Word of God as it is written and the way He intended. Then you find out. I think the biggest shock of all, it was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing. There's no more feeling. I think I had when I joined your ministry, <laughs> and when I realized, not you were saying things that nobody, you know, mm-hmm. ever found before. You were reading scriptures I had highlighted in my Bible. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm
2: like, this is complete.
4: And you were bringing revelation and wisdom and information from God. I was like. Oh, uh, is that what, is that actually what that meant? I had no idea. Some of your feedback, of course, can we hit the desk? We said that Somebody said, hearing you, uh, another lady said, I love the razor in her. <laughs> That's, <good>. That's new. <laughs> yes, I love the razor in her. Um, what was the other one? This is a now word. One gentleman said, she has her Bible open, new to me on Periscope. And uh, someone else said, I'm out on the floor. <laughs> And what other person say, you just come
2: down my street. Because I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. But they are so, imp- you know, I tell you, it's amazing how colorful and interesting and truly electrifying the people are. I mean, yeah. they're just amazing. Well, I think Prophet of Deer, uh, we, we did leave you something, baby. Did we
7: leave you something, sweetheart?
2: <laughs> Go on, Prophet of Deer. <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It was powerful teaching today. Prophet Ashley hit on so many good points. Um, I think that one of the things you said that sticks out today amongst many things, you said that prophecy really is God's history playing out in human destiny. And I love the piece that you talked about today on why it cannot be confirmation. Just blowing the lid off of that revelation, I think, was worth it all today, as, as well as many other things that you said, uh, along with having to be a good steward over God's glory. I love that as well. So I think that you spoke to quite a few people today um, with just the many different points that you hit, uh, particularly that prophecy piece. We've got to understand that better. So powerful teaching today.
2: Amen. Well, those are very good points that you um, accentuated and brought out. So we're going to now say goodbye to Periscope. Hit that number one if you want to talk with me, and I know that you do. So hit that number one, Periscope, We are going to have to go and dial into Blog Talk Radio. You know how to do that now, and I'm sure somebody has the numbers up because my team out there is awesome. So we'll move over to that, and while we do... Profit of we'll let you talk about the announcements and advice advertisements that we have going on. What's going on in the Paula Price world?
7: All right. Well, guys, welcome to the Paula Price show. You've been listening to us live via Periscope and also online at blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price show. We want to thank you for tuning in. Just a few announcements today because we want to get to your calls. Again, if you're just now joining us on the line and you'd like to talk to Dr. Price in this second hour, we need you to press that number one right now so that we can go ahead and get to your call. A few things coming up. want to let you know if you would like to join Dr. Price in New York next weekend, visit her online at drpaulaprice.com. There, de- there are some details there about that New York trip under events so if you click on the events page you'll see all that information right there at the top she'll be in new york mount vernon new york next weekend so we would love for you to be a part of that if you are on the east coast Coming up in June, the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute, the 21st through the 24th. We're going to be here, prophets. This is for you, prophetic intercessors, apostolic prophets and students. This is for you, psalmist dreamers. This is for you. You want to be here with us. And even junior prophets, if you're a prophet in training, you're on your way. You want to be at this event. We have some group rates that are available to you that you can register for. And those group rates starting at groups of five or more five or 10 or more. So if you're wanting to bring a group of five, the rate is going to be $89 for a group of 5 or more and then if you're for a group of 10 or more then the rate is $99 per person for a group of 10 or more I'm sorry I said that incorrectly $75 sorry about that guys $75 for a group of 10 or more so we have group rates available and you can get all the information online at DrPaulaAPrice.com so do not miss out on what is going on here we have classes in the evening for the Prophetic Training Institute uh, classes for all different types of prophets and those who are in their prophetic development, as well as this year we have a Teen prophets course. I'm so excited about this, and that will be happening as well in the evening. So you don't want to miss out on what we're doing this year at the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. The, the hotel rates and everything that you're going to need to know about that. Right there online, Dr. Paula so join us there, and you'll be able to get all of your detailed info. All right, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pass it back to Prophet Ashley so we can go ahead and get to your calls. So again, press that number one so we can get to your calls in the second hour.
4: All right, thank you, Prophet Adia, for giving us those
6: announcements, excuse me today, and we'll be right back after these messages
4: hey everyone this is prophet ashley with paula price ministries and i want to let you know that dr price will be in new york friday april 28th for the whole weekend bringing to you prophetic ed that's right i'm telling you the truth she'll be in mount vernon new york kicking off on friday the 28th prophetic ed what is prophetic ed she is bringing prophetic training weekend to to you in New York. So, if you're in the surrounding areas, the surrounding states, we know some people are already traveling. You don't want to miss this opportunity to engage in prophetic training from none other than Dr. Paula Price, the author of the Prophet's Dictionary, the Prophet's Handbook, and many, many more titles. You can register at www.remnantrise.com. It's right here on the screen. Again, that's www.remnant rise.com and for more information you can call 1-800-320-1749 again that's 1-800-320-1749 if you want to know more about dr price and why you should make the trip visit her website www.drpaulaaprice.com Com. Again, the author of the Prophets Dictionary and the Prophets Handbook is going to be in New York if you are anywhere on the East Coast. And if you can jump on a plane from the West Coast, you don't want to miss this opportunity starting Friday, April twenty eighth, 2017. That's this month. It's right around the corner. It's not too late to register. We'll see you in New York.
1: Stop by Dr. Price's website, www.drpaulaaprice.com, to join the email list, schedule a prophetic advisement, take an assessment, and join the NEAR Collaborative. You can also shop for products, book Dr. Price. For your event, enroll in her webinars, register for events, and much more. Again, the website is www.drpaulaprice.com, www.drpaulaprice.com.
5: Hello, my name is Prophet Dr. O. Spears, and I'm the author of Coaching Leadership Families, and I'd like to give you some really good news from Dr. Paula A. Price and PPM Global Resources. They have decided to appoint me as the new family advisor with a focus on encouraging, strengthening, and supporting apostolic prophetic and fivefold families in the body of Christ. I am honored to accept this position, and if you have any questions or you want more information or you'd like to schedule a family advisement, please contact Prophet Ashley Clater at 877-419-1299 or email us at admin at ppmglobalresources.com.
0: Hi, my name is Chief Prophet Tala Price, and I want to invite you to join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time for a riveting and exciting discussion of my favorite book by my favorite author, Yes, Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum, written by the one and only Dr. Paula Price. Join us on our weekly journey of studying the history of eternity as it's been revealed through scripture. Learn your God, learn your world, learn yourself, and even your Savior before time began. We're going to discuss revelationary answers to age-old questions like, how did we get here? Why does our planet exist? Does it have a creator? What was on his mind concerning us? And why did he bring Christ and Christianity into our world? Topics like these and more we'll be discussing every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can join us on Facebook Live or by Periscope. For more information, visit www.tallaprice.com. That's www.tallaprice.com.
7: Hey guys, this is Ms. Adia from Saturday Morning Kids. Every Saturday, we post a brand new episode full of God's power, full of God's word, just for kids, ages 8 through 12. Subscribe to us on YouTube under Kingdom 5 Student Ministries. That's Kingdom 5 Student Ministries only on YouTube. Kids, I'm talking to you. We're diving into purpose, destiny, and God's plan for our lives. So I'll see you every Saturday for Saturday Morning Kids. This year's event season is going to be explosive. so save the date and plan to join us this June for the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. Prophets, prophetic types, seers, psalmists, intercessors, this event is just for you. Plan to join us for prophetic training, impartation, immersion, meditation ministry powerful worship and prayer and be ready to go to the next level get all of your registration details right online with us at dr paula aprice.com apostles apostolic christians five-fold ministry leaders and your teams Get here with us in November for the annual New Era Apostleship Summit. You do not want to miss this time of apostolic impartation. Plan to be with us in November. Get all of your registration details online at drpaulaaprice.com.
4: All right, and we are back with the Paula Price Show. Dr. Price laid us out once again, the first half. You know how to find her. And as a reminder, also go to her Facebook, which is Apostle Paula Price, and rate her ministry. Give her those five stars and tell everybody, tell the world. We want to noise abroad the awesomeness of Paula Price Ministries and what what God is doing through Dr. Price to us and to the world. And we thank you, Dr. Price, for that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and also, can I ask for us and for the world? Sure. I don't, you know, I don't want to just happen to you, you know? I want to happen oh. and do for you, too. But God is good. You know, I've enjoyed today. I've enjoyed our anniversary month. I think you told me I have one more week. I do want to remember, remind you again, in case you weren't on the line, next month I am going to spend all month long addressing the things you want God to answer in other words if you say I've always wanted God to answer or tell me or speak to and we're going to address as many as we can but we will definitely get actually what I think will be our top 10 countdown (laughs) yes okay these people really want to know about God in his world, God in his kingdom. Hey, God in their world. So make sure you go there. I'm sure that by the time we get to tonight, because I like to do this to my, my team, because my team is that responsive. So I'm sure that by the time we get there tonight, you all will be at a place where you will say, ah, we got it up there. Here's the thing. If, if I know probably to be, it's probably already to work. And so I want you to go and do that. And we're going to keep telling you again and again to do that, because Sometimes people need to hear what other people are thinking about God, or sometimes having a simple question can release you from a blockage or handicap in the Lord. Sometimes we just need that. And so I'm I'm asking you to do this so we can help others. It's not just about you. It's about others. All right, Prophet Ashley. I am ready okay. for some words. I know I have some.
4: You do. And if you want to have Dr. Price speak into your situation and, and shake yourself loose, go ahead and press that number one to get in the lineup. And first we have from the East Coast from Maryland, Ronnell. And she has a question, Dr. Price, she needs clarity about her relationship with her mother. Ronnell, welcome to the Paul Price Show.
8: Thank you. Happy anniversary, Dr. Price, and thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.
2: Oh, I'm glad to hear your
8: voice. How are you doing right now? I'm well. I first wanted to say thank you. You have spoke uh, a few things into my life last year, and one was to join an apostolic church, and I have done so. And it's still fairly new, and I'm just still learning the ropes, uh, you know, with my call and destiny and things of that nature. So some things have Began to unfold, and I just need a little clarity, especially dealing with family matters. Okay, well, let's talk about them. Well, um, I came from an abusive um, relationship background, actually, with my mom, and I hadn't spoken with her apart from about three years. And she called me about two weeks ago to apologize, and I guess she wants to build on the relationship. So. Um, I was happy to uh, actually speak with her, and not only that, just to speak with her as far as where I'm at, as far as my Christian walk and things of that nature, and I was able to share with her a few things that I have learned from you um, along with my journey, and it seems as though now is like she's questioning everything. She wants to see if my walk is actually legit, you know, um, am I born again, uh, who taught me these things? And now it's like it's like a, a it's like a some type of tug of war, you know, that I'm having to prove my relationship. And I feel as though I don't have to because I think the church that she was affiliated with, she learned learned things one way, and I'm telling her that the deity pertains to different religions. And it's like now we're just in this big old foggy relationship as our Christianity, and the thing is, she really doesn't know me as an adult. She didn't really know me as a child, and I'm just at loss of words when I speak with her because it's like now, when she calls, it's like, I don't even want to be bothered. Should I pick up? Do I have a word to give her? And It's it's just so confusing at this moment.
2: Well, you know what? I, I will say this to you right now. I am probably one of the best people to do that. And I'll tell you, um, I, in hindsight, I live that, you know, I absolutely live that constant contention with my mom over who I am and my calling. I don't often speak mm-hmm. about it, but yours is there. And I'll tell you what I would uh suggest. The first thing I would do, especially since your mom hasn't been out of um hasn't been in your life and that you all reconnected for reconciliation. That was the purpose of your reconnection. Then you need to bring her back to that. If that reconciliation needed to develop as a mother-daughter thing before we started taking on a whole lot of Christian theology, etc. And unless one of you are in ministry, you know, we need to stay focused, stay focused on why she came back in your life. If you, um, when she calls again, you could say something very simple, and this is just a suggestion. But you could say, "But mom, why did we reconnect? Did we reconnect to become this, or did we reconnect to have a stronger mother-daughter relationship?" And okay. so, as yeah. you know, you have to because see, you all have lost purpose. You, she's lost the reason why she stepped out of the shadows to to re-enter your life. You've lost purpose uh, of to why you accepted her. And so it became church. Your relationship does not have to be church. And if you all have a difficulty with that, I, I frankly think that because of your estrangement, a lot of the, a lot of personal issues and a lot of um uh, a lot of a uh, private you know uh, matters are weaving themselves into your, your to me your reconciliation, and it's using a religious cloak to do so. Now that's yeah. my first step. My second statement is this, ironic that Christians fight each other over stuff like that and family matters. And trust me, my whole family, that's what it's been for 35 years. So I understand very much what it feels like. But I will tell you, in terms of this, you and your mom need to, if you can't study Scripture together and and, and you don't agree with what it's written, then you just need to leave that alone. Have lunch with your mom. Have breakfast if you want to keep the relationship going, and I hope you do. Um, Have lunch with your mom. Have breakfast with her. Go shopping. And when she brings it up, just let her know, this isn't good for us. This particular conversation is not healthy for us right now. Now, maybe our reconciliation is too new. Maybe our uh, understanding of one another needs to grow, but we need to know each other as people, then as women, and then as mother and daughter before we start fighting this age-old battle. because. If this right. kind of contention exists, then the whole reason why she's in your life is to be a preacher or a pastor or if the reason you're in her life is to be, a, a, you know, a messenger and a teacher, then you all are never going to have a mother-daughter relationship. It's never going to happen.
8: Okay. Okay. So
2: you have to go back. Let's go back to the day you called. You know, I mean, that's where I would be with her. Let's go back to the day you called. Let's go Back to when you said we need to reconnect because she doesn't have enough foundation in your life to challenge you. Part of your resentment is that, like you just said, she doesn't know me. She doesn't know me as a woman. She doesn't know any of that. So she has to earn that, and she needs to be made to know that she needs to earn that kind of intrusion into your thought or that kind of expectation of your reactions to her. She can't just demand that. And I'm saying this to you, but there are some more parents out there that I would like to speak to today. Some of you all, you have, you know, whatever for whatever your situation was, whether you were in love with the wrong person, whether you had monetary issues, however, but some of you all really need to understand, if you're going to reconcile with anybody that you have been estranged from, you need to first build a bridge. There has to be a bridge that you can cross over, and that bridge has got to be made of the interest of both parties. So she, your mom wants to come in and, and, and behave like a mom, and yet she hasn't been. So she just wants to pick up as if it never happened. Well,
8: yeah. you, on the yeah. other
2: hand, need her to acknowledge the fact that she needs to earn your trust and earn your respect. That has to happen because – You had a lot of years to imagine and weep and grieve, et cetera, why why she did what she did. I don't know why, you know, I'm not getting into that in this call. If you want more counsel on the subject, though, you can go to my website and set up a uh, prophetic advisement, which might be helpful to you. But right now, I would tell you take every contentious element out of your interactions with her for the moment and begin to say what is this about because if this is why you came back into our relationship, we're not going to be any better off than we were before you
8: called. Okay. Okay. Because I think I did say something to that because, um, you know, she went through childhood dramatic issues, which in turn she did to me and my siblings. And I think the call that I had with her was I said, you know, Ma, I think you should go to counseling because you have a lot of anger, you have a lot of things that's going on. And then she has health issues. What she's saying is due to family bloodline, and I'm denouncing them saying, well, it's not it stopped with me. I don't have that, and, you know, it's like a, a lot of back and forth, and it's just, yeah, I get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I understand. Trust me on this word. I understand. Yeah. But I will say yeah. this to you. You're, she does need counseling, and nine times out of ten, here's the issue with Christianity: when people come to Christ, the same neglect of their well-being and their health that they had before Him, that they use their own, you know, their own sense of uh, superiority. For now, they can blame it on Him. So you're going to have to pray. I'm going to tell you this is a prayer walk, and it's a walk that you have to pray all the time because your mother was abused as a child. She doesn't know anything. None of those faculties, none of those emotions, and and not even her memory or her her reactions, none of that grew up. They're all wounded. They're all shredded and striped. That's just what happens when you live that kind of life. And so she, she passed it on. So even you're trying to talk to her from a place of maturity that she never attained. Yes. So yeah. that maturity is not there. So you're gonna to have to make this a prayer thing. Number one, you're gonna be very forgiving. Number two, and you're gonna to have to indulge her a lot. You know, I mean, that's what it was. Ultimately, you're gonna to have to indulge her a lot when she goes on. If you if you are gonna be with her, uh, listen, we're not gonna have this conversation if she. But you can't pick at her every step of the way because my goodness, you'll never have anything to talk about, and you'll never build. You'll never heal. So there is a, a whole lot of tolerance that you're gonna um, you will have to. Um, okay. to indulge and to give her, but you are going to have to let her know that the premise of your reconnection was reconciliation and that hopefully from that goal of reconciliation, you can develop a strong mother-daughter relationship. I think she needs counseling. If you think she'd be amenable, you heard Dr. Spears um, on the commercial earlier, she can contact him. He is very good in those kinds of areas. takes a little while, but you're asking for her to see life that she already has lived and has built through her her windows of pain and suffering and whatever. So you're asking her to see life through a memory base and a memory bank that is totally different from yours. Okay. And she's not going to see it until she has a reason to revisit it and to relive it. So you know, one of the things that we talk about, you know, they use the word lens and all of that. I don't. I think it's more than lens. I think it's more than looking out. I think it's what what, what is recorded in. And I think that we have got to start um, helping people correct those memories. Because when God started delivering me from all of the crazy that I had, um, He kept going into my memory. He kept going into my memory. I'm telling you right now. I would say, well, and and he did so, and she, he said, okay, let's revisit that. And God brought that correct recall. He literally corrected every recall that was that that I was. Um, using to harbor my resentful, that I use as justification for all of that stuff, all of the brokenness, because that's where it began. And he just kept walking me through it. No, now, that happened happen quite like that. Well, no, you're not remembering that correctly. And I'm telling you, I think that as God goes forward into the future of healing his people, he's going to have to get our memory correct, because we can't tell the truth if we can't recall the truth. Amen. And if we can't. You know, and if we can't face the truth, how will we tell it? You see, so this is yeah. kind of a step-by-step thing. So your mom is not recalling even what, she's call, what she heard in sermons. I bet you have those things that she, she she picked the pieces that worked for her, because that's what we do, pick the pieces that worked for her, the ones that struck her memory well, the one that gave her some sort of consolation, and you don't even know if she's even remembered right, because a flawed memory base, a, a flawed memory system will never record accurately. So you're going to have to start with that. I pray, and I'm going to pray two things today, now I'm going to pray for your mom that she would that she would get help and, and, and really understand that she can change her walk, but that is not everybody's issue, you know, that she does not have to fault everybody for her pain, that she'll be mature enough to do that. And then I'm going to pray for your strength because you're going to need a lot of strength. And I'm not going to give you uh, permission to just blow off your mom because I'll tell you something. She may be difficult. And it may be that you'll drift apart again because sometimes we just assume that because we, we share genes that we should all be, you know, warm fuzzy. Sometimes that's great. Sometimes it isn't. But there needs to be peace between you. And okay. that's what I'm going to pray for. Is that fair enough? Thank
8: you. Yes, it is. Thank you.
2: Holy Father, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. We celebrate you, and we love you, Father God. We bless you in every conceivable way, and we thank you for making us. We thank you for being our Father in heaven, and we thank you, Lord, for Loving us and bringing us into your family Now I'm lifting up Wynnell's mom To you and God I lift Her up to you as the broken fractured Vessel she is and I'm asking God that you begin to do that Great work in her soul In her mind that Transforms her into the fruit of your Spirit God let her see Herself let her hear Herself let her hear the contention And strife sometimes God people Don't even hear it they don't recognize That it's contention, that there's strifeful. They just keep thinking people don't like them, and they keep thinking people don't want to be around them, and they don't realize their part in the matter. Let her learn the scripture that says a soft answer turns away wrath, and that the fruit of the Spirit is love. God, begin to, if she's going to be in that Bible, I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to guide her readings and to guide her her studies and her devotion so that they fall on the things that would allow you to tr- educate her so that you can transform her. I'm asking God that you visit her mom's memory and begin to straighten out those records and straighten out that recall Mm, ah, mm, in Jesus' name and give her accurate recollection so that she can face the truth that will set her free, that will make her free. I'm asking that you would do that for her, and then I'm asking God that you would begin to speak to her heart, even in dreams and prayer and friendship and, and, and incidents, about a peaceful spirit, a quiet, peaceful spirit, a loving spirit, and letting her know that you are the God of love and that you shed our love abroad in our and in, in our hearts. Your love abroad in our hearts in Christ Jesus. She needs to know that God, and you need to take her away from her past. So I, I right now unmanacle her from her history, from her pain, her bruising, her sorrow, and God, I set her in your. Rehabilitation program I set her in the the Rehabilitation of the Holy Ghost And I'm asking God that you would work on her soul And work on her spirit until she Becomes new, not just for Ronnell's Sake, but for her own sake And more importantly, God, for your glory And that I ask that you would do that same work In Ronnell, because it passes on For generations, and begin to give her An opportunity to be free Once and for all, to let go What must be let go, to forgive What must be forgiven, and Lord to to file away and archive what is useless to both their lives. I'm asking that you cause this reconciliation not to be a failure, not to be a, a, a loss, but that they will begin to behave like mother and daughter. That that she would see her mom as you made her mom, and that her mom would see you as see her as you made her. That they will begin to respect the great and glorious work that you've done in them, separately and in bringing them together. I take the spirit of contention out. I come against strike. I come against competitiveness and rivalry and every other human carnal thing and every other female thing that happens to keep women at odds with each other, I break down this stronghold, I cancel the assignment, and I expire this torment that they're both having, I expire it and terminate it in Jesus' name. Now, God, I release soundness, I release peace, I release wholeness. And most importantly, God, I release the love and the mercies of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in their relationship and in both of them, each of them individually. And we thank you for it all, Father. Amen and amen.
8: Amen, amen.
2: God bless you. Keep us posted because you're going to get good fruit from that prayer.
8: Thank you. I appreciate you, Dr. Price.
2: And I appreciate you, too, my beloved. Take care. Hey, but check in in a couple of months and let us know how it's going.
8: I will. Thanks again. Bye. Love Bye. you so much.
2: Love you, too. God bless. Bye-bye. Prophet Ashley.
4: Okay, we have next on the line Tamika from Cali- uh, yes, California, and she needs prayer for school. Tamika, welcome to the Paula Price Show.
6: Thank you, um, Dr. Price, I would like to say thank you to you and the wonderful ladies that you have there. Um, There's so much I want to say to you, but I want to talk to you about the 3D book. Um, I end up doing a life advisement, and I don't know what you went through to produce that book, but I just thank you because it has helped my life. Um I would like to thank you for the wisdom that you've been pouring out into us and also just the time that you take to, um, for those who are not educated and don't have the knowledge of God, the time that you are taking to um, be able to look at God in a different way. And I would like to tell you thank you for that. And um, I was calling you about prayer, about my process, and, um for my education, I'm in the process of finishing up school and I have a year to complete it and I just um I need strength to go on, I need the capacity of my mind to be enlarged. So many great things and um again I want to say thank you.
2: Well, it's my pleasure, and I really do enjoy it. You know, I, I can tell you that I love the people of God, but I'll be honest with you, Tamika, I just love the Lord, and I feel like He should get the best from His handiwork and His people because we love Him and we want to do right. We just go always, we, we need information to do it right sometimes. Sometimes we need awareness to make us realize that there's a better way. So it's an honor for me to do this for the King and to do this for you. Now, I want to talk to you about your education. First of all, um, I wanna ask you how is your
6: health? I mean nutritionally
1: et cetera, how is your health?
6: It is not where it would usually be at. Um when I was going through the life advisement, um for Prophet Idea, my health I'm not in shape like I usually would be. Um, I went through a depression and made things up my idol. Um, and I I'm coming out of those things. And now it's like, I'm dealing with that body, um, all of that yeah. bad food and um, uh, the things that I did. Cause I missed my dad so much. I ate his favorite foods, even though in real life I would have never ate that cause I was um, in the Navy and I would have never, um, I knew the work that it took to keep my body up. And so I'm in a place now, it's been seven years and, my knee and my back. I'm like, Jesus, what's going on? But when I place all of those idols in front of God and distance myself from God, this is the result that I have. <laughs> and I'm saying, God, I don't want that result. And I'm um struggling with getting back on track with um eating correctly, going back to exercising, um, sitting down more. Usually I wouldn't sit down. So it's not where I want it to be at.
2: Okay, so let me jump in here for you, because a couple of things I heard when you were talking, I did hear serious depression, and you have been struggling with that for a very, very long time. Um, yes, ma'am. And, and 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 it wasn't that just just to your dad that your uh, inclination toward that that proclivity goes back to your childhood. I'm looking at you, three years old, and Jamaica. Some somebody yelled at you. They scared you, terrified you, and they were and and they did it. And they were not the person that you would expect it from. Them. Someone that you were always accepted by, always appreciated, and always celebrated by. But that showed something in your little heart at that time, and you ended up with panic. You lived with a lot of panic. You would have these. Anxiety things, these panic things, this heart racing, you don't even know why. And so then, yeah. you, you know, growing, yeah, you grow up, you started getting better, and you started really, you know, because you grew up, you're maturing. But that became uh, the thing that you always resort to. So then, as you got older, of course, you use your athletics, you use your energy to try to process it out. When you cease to have that outlet, you went back to that panic. So that's the first thing I want to tell you. The second thing, that I hear from you is that yes, you do need to change your diet, but you won't be able to do it your own self. You are going to need somebody that's going to mentor you through this life restoration. Three D is great, but you need to get we need to get you to the next level. And I know people are uh, there waiting for the sec- the second book is on its way. But you yes, also need you, you need you do. You need nutrition. You're gonna need a nutritional person, but you are also gonna need I know this sounds strange, but it's gonna help. You need chiropractic care. You're trying to work out and your bones hurt. And I'm telling yes, you, that's ma'am. one thing they do tell us. We we go out there to try to get back in shape, and I, man, I'm sorry, the bones that are already not working are now tilting to the left, crumbling to the right, so you need a couple of things. You need a lot of, of chiropractic care, and you need a lot of massages for you to get back into it. I have found, and this is just my own personal thing, I'm not a... Uh, a trainer or anything like that, but I would tell any trainer out there before you start throwing these people into all of these repetitions and carry on, let's get us back into alignment. I think chiropractors should be the first people you see if you're going to go back to getting in shape because being out of shape, all of that weight knocked your skeleton out of order, and you're trying to exercise yes, on that alignment. The second thing is your muscles are lazy, they need air, we haven't done anything, you need massages, and if we put that program in place first, let me tell you what I find out, when you do that, you have the enthusiasm to keep going, and you haven't shocked your body, by the time you get to the third or fourth week of chiropractic care, I'm telling you, you're in, your blood is flowing again, and your oxygen is flowing, now when they tell you to go to the gym, you're like, yeah, right, bring it on, because your, your body is breathing, but we start that thing from a... Dead, obese, stop, and it kills you. So I'm going to tell you, I would suggest that before you do it, you need to get some chiropractic care, and then you need to get some. And they two need to be together. uh, Get yourself some good, you know, regular massage therapy to get those muscles ready to get back into life. Now add that with your two. You know, that's a training needs to do, and then. Then you add to that the nutritional changes, but you're trying to get that. I'm telling you, I, uh, when I realized that that's why you can't stay in your exercise program, that was very clear to me. So you'll quit the mm-hmm. program when you quit the chiropractor, but you won't quit from the exercise. It'll be the chiropractor because if you stop uh-huh. that and stop the massage, the flow will stop. But they keep that flow going so you have the energy and the zeal and the enthusiasm to exercise. And everybody tells you, just go on and just go jump. Because what happens, you get wounded, your body hurt, the bones don't work, the joints don't hurt. And you know what you say? Oh, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh, that's just crazy. I'm not. And you're back again. And then you got all of the spirits of obesity there to tell you how hard it is. And so yes, you, and you're telling you how to ease into it would be a great way. So that's the second thing. Now let's get to school. Um, The the reason you can't do school is because you literally have a chemical imbalance. Your brain is not working. And part of what I just said is going to help. Your brain is as tired of all of the bad food and all of, Your brain's like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know. And so you need that. That's why I would love to see you go to some sort of holistic or, you know, and I mean Christian, because, you know, they got a lot of mouth and end up, you go in there, belong to Jesus Christ, come out, I belong to the Buddha. Don't do that. <laughs> Find somebody, because come on, somebody. <laughs> so you go in there, get you some good holistic or a good holistic doctor. They're going to do some sort of chemical panel on you. But that's where you are. You're trying to come back from all of this stuff in your body, and your body is like, I have used up those reserves. I don't have them. You have got to rebuild your body's reserves. Then you can do school. So yes, prayer can happen. But see, Dr. Price is not one of them people to think that we're just going to say it, spray it, and let you go. That's not going to happen. You're not a wall with some dirt that we're just going to spray some water on and it's going to run down. We've got to get up in your cracks and crevices. And I took this time with you because I know a lot of people are listening to me, and I'm telling you, the reason you can't stay with those programs is because you start, it's like a locomotive. You, you, You start to get back in shape from a dead stop. Even if you get on a diet program, it's still not enough. You need to have something that eases your body into activity and and stimulation and all of that again. Now, that's just me. I'm not saying that as a therapist because I'm not, not, but I'm telling you what I experienced, and I'll tell anybody if you do that, you will stay with your exercise regimen a lot longer because you've got all of this support system. So, let me pray. We're going to pray, and I want you to do this. I want you to do this, and then and you're gonna get back to me with within ninety days to to um you know six months and you're gonna be different you're gonna breathe you're gonna get a whole lot of stuff going on I'm telling you you need that you know, and that's what that's what's gonna keep us going. father, thank you so much in Jesus name for Jamaica for her call for her family for her love now Lord, I'm asking that you watch over every word of counsel that I have given her and i'm asking that you lead her to the right uh treatments, the right uh, practitioners for this, the right chiropractor, godly, full of the Holy Ghost, loving on Jesus, the right masseuse full of the Holy Ghost, loving on Jesus, the right nutritionist, the right uh, naturopathist that will help her. She needs this right now, God. She needs it to get her going because she's full of this self-disappointment and it really isn't her fault. She really is not, not her fault. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would take her by the hand as her father who art in heaven and lead her to the sons and daughters, Jesus, that you have raised up to help her get herself back online and to be able to undertake this this educational program with strength and with endurance and zeal. And, God, I thank you for doing it. And in the meantime, I'm asking that you, by your Holy Spirit, in her and upon her, begin to fill the void and take up that work until she has come into the, the restoration being the way it ought to be. And God, I give you praise for that. It in, in Jesus' name. Let it be so. Thank you so Amen. much. You're very welcome, my love. Let us okay. stay in touch with us so we know that you are on your plan.
6: Yes, ma'am.
2: righty. God bless. Bye bye. Prophet.
6: One more? Yes.
4: All right, we have Irena on the line from Louisiana, and she would like prayer and guidance for her new business. She said she is that one who's in her 50s, and she's like, okay, I need a push here. So, Irena, welcome to the
3: Paula Price Show. Thank you. God bless you. Hi, Dr. Paula Price. How are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm well. I'm well. I'm just praying God for strength, for guidance. Uh. Instruction with the new business, and like I was telling my prophet Ashley, I'm in my 50s, but I feel like I'm 10 years, 15 years behind. You know, I know it's so much out there, and so much, you know, need to be done in the kingdom, and so much I can do, you know. And I'm trying to like work this full time job. I'm trying to. I got a new catering business. I just started in February, so I'm I'm trying to do that and and look like the family. They depending on me. And I'm like, Lord, okay, I need strength, guidance, directions. I need extra push, you know. Sometimes I feel like it's a hindrance, you know, just somewhere in the atmosphere, you know. I have to rebuke and bind it. Whew. So this is where I am. Okay,
2: so listen, Randy, let me ask you a question. How did uh-huh. you arrive at the decision to found a catering business? Just and, and
3: listen as briefly as you can say it. Tell me how you got okay. To- Okay, the, the reason I got there, okay, I have been consulting the Lord about uh, a business. Okay, um, I always desired a business. Okay, so um, I thought about having, I think I spoke with you before about that, a uh, uh, cleaning service. You know, so I kept saying, well, Lord, I don't want to be the one to have to do all the cleaning, you know. Because I'm a I'm a lead supervisor at the lake the hospital in Louisiana and, and, and this is what I do when I have, you know, call outs or people on vacation or whatever whatever. You know, you double you just overwork yourself. And so I kept saying, Okay, I don't wanna be the one who have to do all the work so I te- then I just begin to fast and pray, Lord, what do you desire me to have? What type of business? You know. And then God gave me a dream, you know. He said, Restaurant, you know, go up into the food business, restaurant. So I was asking uh, uh one of the nurses uh used to go to our church in the dream uh, uh you know stuff about business because her and her husband was in a business and I was just you know trying to get some information and then my bishop appeared in the dream and he have God consulted you about uh a restaurant business and I say oh my gosh, I, say, I was just talking to Mother Lily about you know uh, just asking her some questions concerning business he said well do you consider and uh, I said you know yeah because. This is something I always do, anyway, Doctor Price. I'm always like fixing food for uh events or for the anniversary for church, you know, anniversary or conference or whatever, whatever. So this is something I do, and then I had did it like back in the nineties, catering for Wendy's, and then this is something me and my uh, ex-husband used to do, you know. So I said, well, okay, I didn't, I didn't, you know, serve and did this, you know, all these years, you know you know, for myself, so I said, well, I'm going to go into the business, do it, you know, the legal way. That's how, that's how that came about, but so the catering. All right. Well,
2: I love how, I love the process that the Lord brought you to through to get that. I mean, first of all, it seems mm-hmm. like you have a very strong church structure, so and you trust them a lot, and they must be very involved in your life for God to use them in your dreams. But let me just ask uh-huh. you this. When you decided to do this, where did you think you would get your customers and your helpers from?
3: Uh, for his helpers, um, family and friends and for his customers. Some people I know but God I, I, I believe in God. I and I know he is just gonna send me just people that I don't even know, you know. Just strangers. because I, I just don't well, meet people they, like in the huh? How would they
2: find out how would they find out about you? What are you doing to make them find out about
1: you?
3: Okay, I have uh business cards, um I'm getting ready to do a website. Um, there's, there's word of mouth, too, because so like I said, I meet a lot of people on my job and just in different places that I go. And I'm about to make some flyers, so. Okay. And, uh, so here, yeah, I, I got to promote it, huh? Yeah, I know you're going to
2: promote it, but that's not my concern. I think you're, you, you know, okay. you have all of the elements. That you have done. Okay. I mean, a lot more than, than many of we here. What I will say to yeah. you is, you need two things. You need somebody who's okay. already paved the way to get you there. Yes. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You need to try to work your way out of you. Uh, 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 um, let me get. Let me say it the right way. I want to say this the correct mm-hmm. way. You need to work your way out of compelling family to help. Okay, yeah. because people have things mm-hmm. in enthusiasm, but when it comes to the long haul, that's not going to work. Uh-huh. So I would yeah. see connect with somebody, and if you can connect with another caterer or, uh-huh. or someone who's doing it that you can partner with, you can shorten your orientation time. That's okay. the next thing.
1: Last okay. thing I
2: would love to see you do, and I'm telling you today's world is very easy to do, get on YouTube and all of those places and look at uh-huh. how they're doing and the, and get some the things from there. But the number one thing I hear from you is that you uh-huh. think you can do it alone and you cannot.
3: Yeah, oh, I know, I know. It's hard. It's a lot of work. Well,
2: it's more than a lot of work. You are, you can't be every woman in a business. I've learned that the hard way. You've got to have whoever's
3: going to take care of the food,
2: the buying, the marketing, or whatever. And they have companies to do that. I think they're rather expensive. But I would love for you to. Sign up with Chief Profit Tala. She's very good at helping you hammer through those kinds of things and see if how okay. we can do that. You're going to have to find one of two things: either somebody uh-huh. to work with this with you, or you're going to have to yeah. find an audience where you got where you have got a contract or some contracts with people who uh-huh. will stabilize your business. When you do that, though, this is what I want you to hear: you're still going to have uh-huh. volume. That means staffing, reliable, credible staffing is going to be an issue. See, success is wonderful. It is success great, but success mm-hmm. means you got the more successful successful you are, the more you have to depend on other people. Yeah. And okay. so right now that's why people like sole proprietorship, because they just depend on themselves. But when that thing grows, you still have to depend on other people, which means you have to be good at finding the right people, training the right mm-hmm. people and, yeah. and motivating the right people as well as compensating them. So this is okay. not something that you can say, okay, well, I could just, just, just be me and then when I'm done. And then you're talking about having a full-time job. I don't know how you're going to do it. But I do know that it is God's will for you.
8: Yes, ma'am. Amen.
2: That much I can That's say is right. radical. It is God's okay. will for you. No question about that. But your uh-huh. your preparedness. You have a lot more ropes to go through for you to be prepared enough to have what God showed you. You know, the funny thing about okay. God, you know, I would get on this. I get him on it all the time. I said, You know, Jesus, I really appreciate you giving us vision. It's wonderful, Lord. It's really great. And I really love, Father, that you show us things in advance, but you realize you show us the finished product. Yes. I'm going to need you to ri- mm-hmm. rewind that, Jesus. Holy Ghost, come on. And let's go all the way back to A is for apple, or B is for beginning. And so, um, you're going to need some help. I would love for you to set up some counseling with her. She's very good with it, and you also need okay. a prayer partner. You need somebody yeah. who's going to help you through this. And if you get on one of our programs, our life, uh, you know, our life advisement program or something like that, if you get on uh, one of those, you can get that. You can get the counsel, you can get the prayer, and you can get the support and the backing, but you also need a sounding board. You need somebody that you can sound things off of who are not involved or who are not going to be affected by what you say.
8: Okay. All
2: right, because my concern for you right now is your family is going to ruin this. I'm going to be honest with you. And My concern, Mm is they're going to ruin this because they're excited, they're enthusiastic, and they love you, they're not the people Mm -hmm. for it. Okay. They may be the ones that have you get going. But you only have yeah. two out of I don't even know how many you have, but it's only I only see two people in your family tree that can help you do this. <laughs>
3: that's you
2: got right. That's right. That's
3: right, doctor. That's right. No. So everybody
2: else is going to get in your way, and they're going to make a mess yeah. of your credibility and your respectability. So when we hang up, I want you to go to the website. I want you to key in my website, DrPaulaAPrice.com, dot com, and then I want you to say, "I want a prophetic advisement." And you want a prophetic advisement, and we go down there and ask you which one hit. Chief Prophet Tyler, because you need somebody who's going to help you just get smooth out the nuts and bolts that you have going on.
1: This is God's okay. will for you.
2: He wants to bless it. He definitely yes, wants man. to bless it. But you're mm-hmm. going to have to get help.
8: Yes. Okay. Amen. Thank you. All right.
2: Let's because I don't want to run out of time. Father God, okay. we thank you in Jesus' name for who you are. We thank you for Raina. Lord, as she goes to get the advisement, Lord, we'll anoint that advisor to hear what they need to hear from her to move forward and what it is that she needs, and to Lord, to clear up the little things, the little foxes that keep trying to spoil her mind. Lord, we pronounce blessing on this business. We thank pronounce you, blessings. Lord. We pronounce stability, and we pronounce prosperity on it, and Lord, as she comes in line with your vision, Jesus, let the harvest and the prophets flow, and we thank you for it. Give her good people, God, and give her thank good God. ideas to use her good people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, guys? Thank you, Love you. Love you, too. Thanks. I'm running out, guys. Tonight, Prophetic at 8 p.m. Central Time. You don't want to miss it. Tell everybody, get on board. We're going to have a blast tonight. And uh, Until then, have a great afternoon. God bless you, and we'll see you this evening.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Paula Price Show. Become a financial supporter today by visiting www.drpaulaprice.com and click on sow a seed. Donate today.